This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. So here's how this is going to work. Once I turn on the recorder, it will be just like we practice. I'll begin and then I will introduce you. Lean into the microphone and pretend we are outsiders and we're looking in on everything. I still await the treats you promised. Treats so magnificent that my beloved Mike and Ike's would pale in comparison. And I said you would get them during the recording. It's the hiatus and you know you are just as bored as I am. Two, here you are. I've been buzzing your headset for hours. Where have you been? And where exactly are we? I don't remember this room being here before. I don't think it was here before. Or, if it was, no one cared to mention it. But then again, that's not unusual on this ship. Anyway, I decided to go looking for snacks after we talked to Dr. Charlie, and that's whenever I ran into Pluto. We started looking for vending machines, found this room, saw what was in it, and I had another one of my fantastic ideas. How about we do another hiatus episode? Oh, come on. There are narrative protocols for what is and is not considered a hiatus episode. There are things to consider. Just about as much consideration as you gave to putting Dr. Charlie talking about everything that's going on. So if you can do it, I can do it. And besides, a hiatus is defined as a pause or gap in a sequence, a series, or a process. The last time I checked, episode 80 was the end of season 4. Fine. Just remember that inserting a hiatus episode is like trying to fit something into the narrative that doesn't break canon while making sense (laughs) all the same. (laughs) You didn't just say make sense. Our canon makes sense. Sometimes our canon makes sense about as much sense as shooting a storyline out of a canon. You never answered my question. Where are we? The auditorium. Get it? Audio and auditorium? Auditorium? There are audio files stored in this mainframe and some sweet recording equipment, like state of the freaking art. My best guess is that Olivia did this since you and I are on board now. And what's wrong with the narrator's bridge? Oh, wait, we just commandeered that bridge, didn't we? Yeah, good point. I grow weary and even more hungry. Let us begin so I can receive those glorious treats. 
What is he talking about? Oh, I promised if he would record with me, I would give him a new treat I found in one of the upgraded vending machines. I originally thought about asking you, but after repeatedly calling me tour guide last season, I changed my mind. Ah, but you're here now. Have you found any good recordings? I did. First, I found all of these really old-school podcasts from the early 21st century, and I'm talking old. And we found them most interesting. One described a man's personal diary detailing his search for Planet Nine. Another about the first child in space, and it was a girl. Time hasn't permitted listening to the adventures of the flying woman named Madison or the people who speak the art of quirky. Last on our list is uh, a story of a lone traveler contemplating Einstein's theory of relatives. Uh, today, we spent our time listening to three men who worship a traveling, sainted, and unknown physician. Who? Exactly. That brings us to When You Walked In. My idea of pretending to do a podcast like these Discussing Who people, but calling it, ready for this, Discussing Oz 9. So, take a seat. The episode's mapped out up here in my head. Mapped out. <laughs> okay, all right. It's not like we have anything else to do, really. Just for the record... You have way too much time on your hands. <laughs> oh yeah, I almost forgot. One more thing. Remember that dial that you used to change my voice back in the finale? Cranking me all the way up to Chicago? <laughs> well, there's one here too. If I adjust it just so... Oh, and change it just like that. Oh, and turn this to that. My voice will sound like this. Oh, oh, wow, this is deep. I've never had this much bass before. So, tell me, what do you think? Interesting. You sound familiar, as if one should recognize the voice. I know, right? Who knows? Maybe I'll keep it. For a few minutes at least, but then back to the drawl. I mean, normal. Okay, got my notes. Checking the recording, and it looks good. Here we go. The Oz9 Network presents Discussing Oz9. I'm narrated too, and joining me on this podcast... Change the voice back. I am overcome with feelings of conversational distance, uh, controlled mission, and the room is now all... Wobbly-wibbly. Ah, oh, fine. Try to do something different. Okay, starting the recording again. Man. Oh, here we go again. Okay, I can do this. I can do this. The Oz9 Network presents Discussing Oz9. I'm Narrator 2, and joining me on this podcast is the Lord of the Underworld himself, Mr. Pluto. Pluto, how are you tonight? Hungry. You promised treats. All in good time. 
And it wouldn't be discussing Oz9 without our narrator. Narrator, how are you? Oh, just wondering if this is all a dream or if I've completely lost it this time. Trust me, you're wide awake and haven't lost it. Why? Because we are here to discuss our favorite crew, the crew of the Oz-9. But if they are joining us for the very first time, Pluto, what would you like to tell them? If you are joining us for the first time, or if you've been here since launch day, we would like to say thank you. You have other things you could be doing, but you've chosen to spend this time with us. Thank you. Narrator, if they would like to find this show or to join the conversation, how could they do so? They could join the Podcast Nexus, formerly Cast Junkie, Discord server, or connect with us on the web or via social media. You can find out more information at oz-9.com. Alrighty, thank you both. So, for everyone listening, if you have not listened to any of Oz9, and particularly Season 4... Put us on pause, go listen, come back, because from this moment forward, spoilers. 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 Alrighty, the spoiler warning has gone out, and we are back to discuss Oz 9. It's been a hell of a year, and the Oz-9 ended up at a vastly different place than where we started at the first of the season. It took us some time, but we made it. So, some review. What are your thoughts? Pluto, I'll start with you. Some review. What say ye? For starters, my beloved and I are now traveling the stars. What better outcome could there be? But what did you think of everything that happened? Remember, we're supposed to be reviewing. Come on, reviewing. Oh, yes, yes, uh, reviewing. Let me think upon this for a mere moment. Uh, Yeah, I suppose I found it interesting. I suppose if one truly wishes to pull back the curtain, it was a transformative year for the show. Voices transformed. Characters moved in both space and story. The narrative... Advanced. I can't believe I'm saying this. I totally agree with Pluto. For starters, you and I are on the ship and acknowledged by the crew. Like I said earlier, do you know how many narrator directives we're breaking just by doing this hiatus episode, much less interacting with the story? But as for the story, there were ups and downs, twists and turns, and more than a few surprises. I want to talk about one of those twists and spoilers for episode 77. We are here on this ship today because of the Albatross's sacrifice. I, for one, did not anticipate that. And do you know how hard it is to surprise an immortal deity? I think, for me, this was the standout moment of season four. As an example, go back and listen to the conversation between Albie and Colin at the start of episode 75. Beautiful moment that makes what comes later even more of a punch in the proverbial gut. Ooh, proverbial gut. I like that. That was good. But not as touching as when my lady and I stood upon the hill and professed our love. Anyway, I remember how angry I was that we lost our favorite Terminator in a pencil skirt. 
the tender moment between Colin and the albatross in 77. It broke my heart. I mean, literally broke it. Oh, 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 narrator, did you fix the flashbacks? Yeah, I think so. See? Oh, my God. Well, I suppose those tears in your eyes are uh, residue from an internal sprinkler system or something. No. No, those are real. Look, promise me you won't come back in here. I don't want you to see me like that. There has to be another way. Please. You know, there are probably several hundred other ways, my love, but we have very little time. (laughs) And this way is here, now. (laughs) And it will work. Please... Don't do this. Wait, uh, what if the 778 returns? Uh, They can do this instead. Well, they could, except the arm they'd need to plug in is currently ahead of us in the wormhole. We're out of options. I... I don't want to lose you. On the bright side, you'll always know where I am. Yes. Here. Now that's what a real heart feels like. And it's lovely. So, promise me? I won't come back. I'll remember you like this. A bright and shiny penny who had good luck to give, but none to spare for herself. (laughs) I prefer the Terminator in a pencil skirt. But I'll take it. I love you. And I you. Go to the bridge. Tell them to turn on the bridge intercom, but not the camera. I'll need them to tell me when the time is right. Fly, Colin. Quickly. Wait! The power surge. Will it hurt? Not nearly as much as this. Go. Do not look at me. (laughs) I always knew you were a big softie. May I give my favorite moment? Oh yeah, sure. Go for it. My favorite moment had to be Leet's decision to stay behind and work with the plants. Wait, where are you? I'm on... Didn't you hear me go through the t-shirt gun thing? Well, hold still, dearest, and I'll bring you aboard. Actually, no. I'm staying here. What? What? I'm going to be sort of a liaison officer. Turns out, this thing happens to their kind a lot. The plants sequester hothouse gases, which eventually could kill them because they need sulfuric environment. Seriously messed up system. What does any of that have to do with you? There's lots of planets around that have too much sulfur. I'm going to help them communicate for trading purposes. Uh, Some of the moss came through, too, so we're going to market a universal sleep aid. Smart, right? But we need you on the nine. Do you, though? Of course we do. Yes, we we do, do. you great lummox. Of course we do, I mean, you've got a huge team now, and they take up a lot of extra space. But I need you on the nine. I know. I know. I'm really sorry about that. Oh, no 
Monia was really sad after the albatross uh, left, so she's going to stay with me. I'll miss you, Liv, but this is the best place for me. Drop by and say hi sometimes. While we're pretending, let's pretend that all that happens on the Oz9 is written by someone sitting in her home, making it up as she goes along, and writing it all down. Are we all assumed? Okay, good. Now that we are all assumed, if what I just said were true, this woman who writes our story, how utterly brilliant is she? Think about this. Who out there listening to this podcast hasn't wondered if there was something more to Leet than symmetry? Something just under the surface that, once revealed, might have been obvious all along. By giving us these little hints along the way, and then giving us this ambitious, bonkers, and just fun finale, ugh, seriously, utterly brilliant. I do believe I like this make-believe. Keeping that in mind, take me, the lord of the underworld, traveling on a spaceship with a robot zebra and an assassin named after a yappy dog. We have not one but two narrators who converse and interact with both those on the ship as well as uh, others beyond the fourth wall. Uh, we have two captains, unresolved or forgotten plot lines, a pipistrelle, and a snarky know-it-all green ghost of a child. Oh, and let us not forget Dr. Theo Bromay. Dr. Theo Brome. Dr. Theo Brome. <laughs> I know narrators aren't supposed to have favorites, my little piggies, but since you mentioned Yappity Dog, why don't we go all the way back to one of my all-time favorite Lady Sean Frise moments? Ho, 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 hey, little piggies, time to let the big bad wolf in, or I'll hoof, and I'll poof, and I, what, what? I am awake, little piggies, so there is no more hiding from me. I am coming in, and I will turn you all into strips of bacon and put you in the toaster oven and have you with a little mayonnaise and some nice wrapped tomatoes. While we're in that episode, we might as well look back on the introduction of the albatross. Thoughts, anyone? Don't open it! I don't have an Oz9 body tag! But you do have a Gated Galaxies approved tag. That should be enough. Oh, should. Should is completely fine. Really, I'm absolutely 100% happy to fling open that door and let a robot designed after one of the world's greatest assassins walk on in on the strength of that should work. Okay, then. Shit. Language. She looks like my high school librarian. I look like everyone's high school librarian, dear. You'd be astonished how conveniently invisible that makes me. May I come in? Or are we conducting this conversation from the corridor? Uh... No sudden moves, Mary and the librarian, okay? Or you'll what, exactly? That ketchup bottle you're holding hardly looks lethal. Though... It has been modified and no longer meets G2 specifications, and, as such, must be eliminated. 
I too wish to do a flashback. Let's go to my beloved's introduction. Hello? Hello? Hello! Oh my god, hi! Who's there? Where are you? I'm Donna. I'm over here. See the candle? Is this the headquarters of Gated Galaxies? Sure is. How may I direct you? It's a little dark in here. Okay if I hit the switch? Oh, sure. Hit away. They won't go on. They just went dark after lunch. But if it makes you feel better, you'll go to town. Are you the only one here? Well, yeah, you know, I think I might be. I hear Wednesdays are generally pretty quiet. Great for being productive, though. Why does it sound so busy in here? I was getting lonely. Can I help you? I was hoping to see Mr. Southers. Well, isn't that funny? That makes you the second person today. Why don't you have a seat over there, and I'll let you both know when he arrives. Okay, no more flashbacks. We might break it again. Oh yeah, good point. You know something? I never really thought about this until now, but our interactions changed over the course of the season. I mean, you and I. And I really like how you've transformed your style. You've taken the best of what made the Osnine narrator such a lovable character to begin with, and you effortlessly blended in a next-generation mix. It just works. Thank you for being my in-credit inspiration in the past to now being so much fun to narrate with today. Even if sometimes you do still call me Tour Guide. Thank you. That that means a lot, tour guide. Alarm. 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 Oh, the alarm. alarm. I love the alarm. alarm. How do you even know about alarm. the alarm? You weren't on the alarm. ship any time the alarm alarmed. Wasn't I? Hmm. Maybe alarm. we should ask Greg. Why alarm. would we ask Greg? What is wrong alarm. with you two? Can you stop talking alarm. about the alarm and instead focus alarm. on why the alarm is... Uh, now you've made me say it. Alarmed? I still hunger. I was just getting started. I alarm. had so much I wanted to talk about. I still alarm. hunger. Don't think the jellified babies disappeared from my thoughts. Alarm. I begin to wonder alarm. if anything could be better than... Alarm. Mike and I. Did you turn off the recorder? Oh, no, sorry. Totally forgot. Kind of lost it there for a minute. But I guess you could say I kind of lost my recorder. Oh, God. Alarm. (laughs) That's one way to get them out of here. I mean, what if they found uh, spoilers or or not? I'm going to give you a spoiler for season five. There's so many recordings in here. I could use Mrs. S's cane and maybe send some of these files back in time and make them into a podcast. How's that for crossing your own time stream? Oh, what's this? Hello, discussing who podcast. This is Lady Chanfrise phoning in from aboard the Oz 9. I want you to know that I have the major problems with your reviews. Why must you always be for this doctor person, huh? The Daleks and the Cybermen are so much better at assassinating than the stupid can't keep the same face doctor. What idiot tried to make an outgoing call to a podcast from over a hundred years ago? Oh, this is where the narrators come in. 
Hello. You sent us away, remember? Who do you think you're talking to? Oh, my lord, is that some sweet tea? Oh, gimme, 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 gimme. Wait, you still have to do the end credit. Oh, never mind, I'll do it. You've been listening to Lee Shackelford as Pluto, Cresta Dalny Gawley as the narrator, Carl Jones and Clarence Brown as narrator too, with Aaron Clark as Lady Bichon Freeze. Freeze, eh? Freeze. Oh, now they both sound right. All wrong. Anyway, and me, Olivia. Our music is by John Faley with artwork by Lucas Elliott. Our slime was created by Shannon Perry, who's spectacular, by the way. This episode was written and produced by Kyle Jones. For all fans of Doctor Who, be sure to listen and subscribe to Discussing Who on your favourite podcast player. Or else... Find out more at DiscussingWho.com. And for all of us at Oz9, thank you to the stars and beyond. Who knows? Maybe Discussing Oz9 will be back again. Who knows? Get it? Did you get it? I got it. I don't know it was all that funny, but it was Carl's joke. The Fable and Folly Network where fiction producers flourish. When Kilmer accepted the job of smuggling escaped heiress Samantha Trapp across the galaxy, she expected the job to be over and done with quickly. But now they're stuck with each other and they have a job to do. Think of Automnicon as a sort of student loan company. You take a loan from them and then they own you until you've paid it off with interest. So all I have to do is pay off my debt? Fine, I can do that. How much do I owe? 900,027 credits. And counting. You're stuck here, with me, to work it off. We Fix Space Junk is a sci-fi sitcom from Battlebird Productions, featuring Travelling by Cryo. Don't worry if you feel like you're drowning. That's perfectly normal. Wait, what? Aliens from across the galaxy. Greetings, visitors. Stop, popcorn! Hello, Your Excellency. AIs. Dad, how do I do air? You're already doing it automatically. Calm down. And, of course, thrilling and exciting missions in outer space. Hello, valued employees. Here are the details for your next exciting mission. You will be repairing a device redacted in or at the location redacted. We Fix Space Junk is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Subscribe, consume, integrate, indoctrinate, assimilate, degenerate, and watch your body decay into a faceless husk as your mind floats aimlessly in space. Register your interest with Automicon.